Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of six angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes. And you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Hey, hey, my friends. Back today with an awesome topic. I can't wait to dive in with you guys on this topic. It's definitely one that is close to my heart because... As you know, I'm a clinical pharmacist by trade, right, by background. And so the the discussion or the topic of medications for me is something that I'm, you know, very intimate with. And I love to bring my expertise and my knowledge to you for your benefit in a way that makes you feel empowered and makes you feel like you have knowledge and wisdom and information to make the choices that you think are the best ones for you. But before I dive in, I always like to just chat for a second with my friends. Um, I'm wondering how you guys are doing looking forward to the holidays. I am going on a road trip. I'm going to be on the road for like nine days with my six kids and my husband driving across the country and dropping into some of my most loved relatives' homes and enjoying some warm, comforting gathering around delicious yummy food and just really connecting and sharing some family time. And that's really what holiday seasons comes down to for our family and probably for a lot of your families, right? That loving connection, that opportunity to gather, that's what I think of as my most favorite thing about this season that we're heading into. And for a lot of us, the food piece is a kind of point of conflict for us, right? We want to enjoy all of those delicious, yummy, special foods. And we also want to take care of our body. And sometimes those two agendas or objectives can feel like they don't really go together. So I definitely want to support you with that. I have some tools that you can access on my website for free that help with this problem. And I talk about this a lot in my membership. I talk about it when I'm coaching because the truth is, for most of us, our relationship with food is probably the biggest obstacle when it comes down to reversing diabetes and losing all that weight. And when it comes to eating foods over holidays, you know, all those special occasions that we are have coming up and all the celebrations and parties and the ways that we show love with food can be something that has to change in order for us to be able to heal our body and take good care of ourselves. I love to say exquisite care of myself. (laughs) Um, And so I feel you. If that's something that you need support with, I'm here for you for that. Okay, so let's talk about medications. I'm going to end up splitting this topic into two podcasts because I just have so much to say about it, right? (laughs) This episode, however, is going to be more broad as far as what I'm going to explain to you. And then I'm going to spend the second episode getting into the details. Now, this can be a hard topic for many people, okay, because most of us have some strong opinions or some strong stances as far as whether or not we want to take medications and why we want to take our medications. And as a pharmacist, I get it. 
I was constantly counseling people on whether or not they want to take their meds or how they want to take them or how they can remember to take them. <laughs> um, and the, you know, investment in taking a medication every single freaking day for the rest of your life is a huge commitment. And so it needs to be something that people have a very firm and strong opinion about in order to comply or adhere for probably the remainder of your life, right? So remember, I know a lot about this topic because I'm a clinical pharmacist by background. That means I'm a med expert. I understand all of the medications very and, and all their nuances very deeply because that was my expertise and still is as a pharmacist. Now, I want to make it clear that I'm not anti-medication, okay? I definitely think that you have the right to take medications if you choose to, and there should be no judgment in that from anybody. You should be able to make your decision and feel strong and confident in that without anybody else influencing you in a way that would make you feel defensive or judged. You get to decide. But I'm not, though I'm not anti-medication, I am pro-options. I believe that people deserve different options. If there are many options, they deserve to know all of them. And they also deserve to choose without judgment which one they want for themselves. Most of my clients have taken or do take medications for diabetes, but they're doing it as a short-term solution, okay? And I'll talk more about that in a little while, but this means that the medications are being strategically used to control blood sugars in a short-term outlook. That's because we are actually removing the need to take medications for the rest of a person's life by addressing what is causing the problem in the first place. So in this podcast, I lump meds, you know, diabetes meds together, even though there are a lot of nuances. And I'm going to go into those more in the second podcast. I have opinions about the different medications because I understand the pros and the cons, right? If you like details, I have an online course that's actually free, that is called Understand Your Medications Better Than Your Doctor. And I'm going to link to that in the podcast show notes. If you're interested in really diving into the details of the pros and cons of the different medications you may be on or maybe considering taking. And I love the way I name that because the way that I explain medications to you, your doctor would greatly benefit from also learning from me the same information. Because the way we are taught in healthcare to use medications isn't going to inform how they are affecting the progression of your disease. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today. What I mean when I say how do these medications influence the progression of your disease? I wish that I had learned this years and years ago, but you're going to get to learn it right now with me. And anybody else that you share this with is going to benefit tremendously, even your doctor. Okay, so we're going to keep it simple for this episode because I want to empower you with this life-changing knowledge about the approach relied upon in modern medicine to, quote, treat type 2 diabetes, which is mostly with the use of medications. And why I say, quote, treat, that's because in 
modern medicine and in most healthcare settings in the United States or in the Western world, they're focused on the wrong thing, okay? When they say treat, they're focusing on high blood sugars. And we're going to talk more about why that can be quite misled. So let's establish some basic facts about type 2 diabetes to begin. And to be extra clear, we're not talking about type 1 diabetes. I need to do a separate podcast on the difference between type 1 and type 2 because sadly, a lot of my clients or people that I interact with, um, not a lot of my clients, but a lot of the people I interact with, especially on social media, actually have been misdiagnosed. And I can tell that pretty quickly by just some of the basic descriptions they have for their problems and the questions that they're asking. And type 1 and type 2 are completely opposite problems. Type 1 is insulin deficiency, not enough insulin in the body. Type 2 is the opposite problem. It's too much insulin. The levels of insulin are very, very high, much higher than what is normal, and this leads to insulin resistance. And so... I like to just basically throw that out there so that you can get a basic clue. We're talking about type 2, not type 1. Okay, so let's talk about those basic facts about type 2 diabetes. So first, type 2 diabetes shows up when you become insulin resistant. That's a process that typically develops over many years. Eight, 10 years is pretty average, but can be longer for some people and sometimes shorter. Number two, insulin resistance is the body's way of adapting to too much insulin. Number three, too much insulin results from a frequent pattern of eating foods rich in carbs and rich in processed foods. And then number four is that insulin resistance actually drives itself because you need more insulin to overcome the resistance, which in turn creates more insulin resistance. Now, for any of you who that sounds confusing or unfamiliar, I want to point you back to the second episode in this podcast called What is Happening in My Body? Because In my opinion, understanding the disease process that you have with insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes is critical for you feeling empowered and able to make decisions day in and day out to impact your disease in a way that's favorable. You have to understand the problem in order to understand the solution. You cannot take effective care of yourself if you don't even understand what's causing the problem. So that is a that those four basic facts are just a real synopsis of what is happening in the body that's causing the problem. In this synopsis, can you see what the root cause is of insulin resistance? It's what we're consuming in our diet, right? It's how often and what foods we are consuming. Do medications address that? No. (laughs) I mean, if I was, you know, there's some possibility that your meds could influence what you're eating, okay? And we can talk more about that in second podcast episode of this series or this topic, but essentially none of the medications that you are going to be offered for your diabetes in the doctor's office are going to address the root cause of your problem. So 
how do meds work? That's a really next logical, great question, right? And I like to make this very simple so that you can understand it and integrate it and make decisions with this information. Simplicity. It does not need to be complicated. There are two major groups of medications that you're going to be offered in the doctor's office. And I'm just going to tell you, I created this concept in my mind, most doctors or pharmacists or medical providers will not distinguish diabetes medications into these two groups. But this is so useful and I want everybody to know about this. The first group of medications that we use to, quote, treat type 2 diabetes in the doctor's office are drugs that increase overall insulin levels. Okay, and then the second group are going to be drugs that overall decrease your insulin levels. So let's look at them separately. Meds that increase your insulin levels, these are essentially going to make your diabetes worse, right? Because they make that that disease process of high insulin worse, (laughs) More insulin means more insulin resistance, right? Which requires more insulin. And and I'm talking about insulin injections, but there are also oral medications that fall into this category like glipizide and glimepiride. Anything, any drug that you would be offered to increase your insulin levels is going to make your insulin resistance worse. You can tell if the medication increases your insulin levels because it usually causes weight gain and low blood sugars, right? Hypoglycemia. These drugs are associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular events like strokes, heart attacks, and other serious diabetes problems like, you know, kidney failure. And that's because they're making the disease overall over time worse. That's really alarming to hear. I know, and I want to just extend some empathy to you that I understand that this might be hard for some of you to hear this because nobody probably explained this to you because most healthcare providers do not understand or acknowledge what I'm talking about. Even though the data in the medical literature is very clear about this, if I increase your insulin levels with giving you drugs that increase your insulin, you're going to have worsening and more progressive insulin resistance. It's just a basic fact. Okay, the second group of meds are those that decrease your insulin levels. Now, these drugs include a whole bunch of different ones, okay? And so I'm just going to name a few to help you guys get an idea of what I'm talking about. Metformin would fall into this category. Some of these injectables that are not insulin fall into this category. I'm talking about Trulicity and Ozempic and Rebelsis is the oral formulation of Ozempic. Victoza was one of my favorite ones when I was practicing in clinic. And then there's the oral formulation that works similarly to those injectables that are called DPP-4 inhibitors. And these include Genuvia, Trigenta, Angliza, that's another one. Um, And so these are the most common ones I'm talking about when I'm talking about meds that will overall decrease your insulin levels. Now, this is good, right? They're going to improve insulin resistance because they reduce insulin levels in a roundabout way. 
And each one does it kind of differently. So I'm just going to kind of generalize here. Now, these drugs are weight neutral, or they can even cause weight loss. And they don't cause low blood sugars on their own. Good to know. These are associated with improved survival. Yeah, there's been a lot of exciting data that a lot of pharmaceutical companies are very excited to share (laughs) Um, because they're noticing that some of these drugs decrease the risk of heart attacks and decrease the risk of other diabetic health problems. Isn't that interesting? It's actually not rocket science when you understand the reason why people get better with some of these drugs or have a less chance of dying with some of these drugs is because they're actually improving the insulin resistance, the underlying disease process. It's so valuable to know this. Now, because I'm a pharmacist, I could talk for hours about the specific meds and why one might be more advantageous than another, and I will (laughs) in the next episode with you guys. But I'm sure many of you have some burning questions that you want answered, and I encourage you to ask them. You You can send them to me. I can't give you medical advice, but I can give you some basic information if you ask me a very clear question, right? And then, of course, this is the kind of stuff I help people with in my membership group. People ask me questions about their meds. Of course, I can't adjust their medications, but I can explain things to them so they understand more about how their medications are influencing their disease process. Okay, so this episode, I want to just show you that these medications really are just pharmaceutical band-aids. They, quote, work by decreasing blood glucose levels via different mechanisms, And because we're so obsessed in healthcare with the A1C and your fasting blood sugar, we believe, right, that if you're at goal, if your A1C is at goal, that this equates to, quote, control, and that is simply not true. Think about this. There's two people with type 2 diabetes that you know, and both of them have an A1C of 6%. One of those people does not take any meds at all. The other takes 160 units of insulin every day to control their blood sugars. Would you think of them as the same? Absolutely not, right? The first person has mild diabetes. The second person has severe diabetes. Their risks of having a heart attack or a stroke are completely different. And so herein lies the glaring flaw of the standard approach to type 2 diabetes in healthcare. Quote, controlling diabetes is not determined by your blood sugar alone. I, I, let me say that again. <laughs> controlling diabetes is not determined by your blood sugar alone. And no matter what, people with type 2 diabetes who rely solely on medications to control their blood sugars will eventually run out of options. Meds will be layered upon meds over time, including insulin. And yeah, I've seen people on five plus injections a day of insulin. But if you do not address the cause of the problem, 
it will get worse. That's too logical for healthcare to acknowledge. They live in the delusion that a patient is doing well as long as their A1C is at goal. And that's the only criteria that they need in order to say, high five, we're doing a good job. And no medication that they could ever offer you would address the cause directly. The cause is in your eating patterns and your habits. The cause is in your relationship with food, how you use food, right? Are you using it for pleasure? Are you using it to manage your stress? Or are you using it just to fuel your body? And this, this strategy works so much better, so much faster, so much more effectively than any medication anyone could ever offer you. The medications that we use in healthcare to, quote, treat diabetes, they don't have that much power. Some of the best medications we have to offer can only lower the A1C by 1% to 2% alone, right, independently. And so when I help somebody address the cause of the disease in their diet, their A1Cs fall from 12 to 6% in three months. There's no medication that could ever produce that kind of a result. And you deserve this option. You deserve to have the tools to eliminate your disease process and avoid a lifetime of chronic disease. And I can teach you this. I teach you how to use medications as a short-term solution if you want them. I teach you how to coordinate med-adjustments with your prescriber. And then I teach you how to eliminate your need for them by healing your body from the root cause. And you deserve this option. Are you interested in this? You need to come see. I will link to my website in the podcast show notes. But of course, it's my name. It's sarahtownley.com. There you can see all of the free tools that I offer to help you get started and see rapid results quickly. Or rapid is quickly, right? But to help you see rapid results that you create without the use of medications, right? They're so powerful, these tools that I teach, that you're going to probably need med adjustments if you're on them within the first one to two weeks. And that is not an exaggeration. That is standard, okay? So come check it out. And I invite you to send me your questions if you have them also on my website. You can just fill out a contact me form and ask them. I got the answers. All right, so now I just want to ask you a thought-provoking question for yourself just as so you can take away what you need to do or what you want to do with this information. That question or those questions for you are, where are you with using medications to treat your type 2 diabetes? Yeah, what, how do you feel about that? What do you want for yourself? If you're having side effects, is it worth it to you? Do you want to rely on these for the rest of your life? Do you want to see what else there is out there and what's possible for you? Okay, you guys, I am so excited to wrap up this podcast and share with you something I ate that was delicious. <laughs> because... Listen, I am a strong believer. I have a belief that your food can taste amazing and you can still reverse your type 2 diabetes and lose weight 
with delicious food. And I'm going to prove it to you every time you listen to one of my podcasts and try one of my recipes. So I'm going to link in the show notes, or not link, I'm actually going to put the whole recipe in there and type it out for you so you can go in the podcast notes and see that recipe. Fun! What I made was called Thai Red Curry, and I put chicken in mine. You can put any kind of protein in there if you want to put shrimp or beef, but I have been searching for years for a good Thai curry recipe, and to be honest, you guys, this desire to find a good recipe for this has become quite urgent lately because I have a big family, and it's getting more and more expensive to eat out. Have you guys noticed this? I literally paid almost $20 for a hamburger um, not too long ago, <laughs> like at a lunch place. So if I want to eat red Thai curry at lunchtime, I'm going to pay 20 bucks for it. And if my kids want to eat with me, it just gets to be crazy. So I've got to find a good recipe and I have. So this was delicious. It has fresh ingredients in it. I'm trying to remember. It has like fresh ginger in it. It has the Thai red curry paste from the grocery store um, that's made by Thai Kitchen. It's very standard and easy to find. It has coconut milk in it. It's very low carb. Now you can serve it with rice, but if you're a person who is interested in reversing your diabetes, I advise that you don't need the rice. Like in my opinion, rice is just something like a vehicle to get more of the sauce into my mouth. So I can just use a spoon to do that. I don't need rice. And I just want to share this with you because it is an amazing example of how your food can taste restaurant delicious and it does not need to raise your blood sugar. And I made enough to go for days and I won't ever get sick of it. It's so dang good. So I hope you enjoy that. And I love you guys, and I'll see you on the next episode where we're going to dive into the details about these various medications that you may be on or may be offered at your doctor's office. See you next time. High five for tuning in with me today. You are getting smarter and stronger when you show up for yourself this way. You can get more free tools to help you control type 2 diabetes on my website, sarahtownley.com. And if you're serious about ending your struggle with diabetes, join my membership, The Diabetes Revolution, where you work with me in a community of people just like you. See you on the next episode.